This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. But I want you to turn with me tonight to 1 Peter chapter 2, and I want to continue where we left off last week with verse number 11. And there's a couple of things that uh, we, we were dealing with already in this passage. And uh, when Peter writes, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. We talked about that. Uh, how that this world is not our final home and we're just pilgrims passing through. You've heard the beautiful song and the lyrics and the melody uh, before. And uh, that is so true. We're not here on a permanent basis, we're just passing through. And, and I'm so thankful that I have something to look forward to other than this world. And wouldn't that be a miserable, miserable life to think that this place is all that there was? And uh, But some people do. Uh, he says here, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. And then notice what he says here. He said, abstain from fleshly lust." which war against the soul. And we certainly know that our old nature, let me say this uh, from the beginning of the study tonight, when we become saved, born again, we are given a new nature. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So we have been made new by the blood of Jesus. But this old nature, this old man, I remember, Brother David, your father used to sing a song. Uh, I think it, it was called The Old Man is Dead. Is that, is that the name of the song? And we had him here a time or two to sing that when he was 11. You remember that song? Is, is that the name of it? The Old Man, the old man is Dead. And uh, I, I remember that every time I think of this passage, I think of his father uh, singing that song. Uh, but here's the thing. When we get saved... This old nature that we have, this old flesh, that doesn't leave us. The old nature is still there. That's why we still sin. Because we still have the old nature. Now, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. If we did not have the element of the old nature, we would be perfected but we're not perfected. And we have to deal with this old nature all the time. And the, and the stress or the, or the fight or the strain is this. Our old nature, it will daily wrestle against our spirit. When we get saved, we obviously get the Holy Spirit. That's That's when we are baptized into the body of Christ. That's the baptism. But I will tell you, when we are baptized into the family of God, by one spirit are you baptized into one body, the scripture says. And when we're baptized into the body, when we are saved, another evidence of that old nature is the fact that these bodies still grow old. They still hurt. That's the evidence of the old nature. When we receive a glorified body, listen, we'll never grow old. We'll never hurt. We'll never struggle. Uh, 
So it's not, it's not just physical infirmity, but it's a spiritual conflict. And so Peter says this, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. And that involves uh, the old nature. Now, you've heard me say this countless times. We firmly believe in the eternal security of the believer. You cannot, absolutely cannot lose your salvation. It's impossible. But you can lose spiritual battles of your life. And you lose spiritual battles of your life when fleshly lust are given permission to do that. It doesn't overtake us by free will. We we are the scripture says we are more than conquerors through Christ. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There hath no temptation overtaken you. You know these scriptures. So in the spiritual battles of our life, we have to remember this. Just because we are saved, that does not mean that we're going to win every struggle and every battle of our life. It doesn't mean that at all. We can certainly lose spiritual battles. That's why Peter has made a great declaration here. He didn't say uh, this in a minimal way. He said, which war against the soul? There's probably not a person in here tonight, and those of you that are watching by internet, has not been moved by the devastation that has taken place in the Ukraine. I was looking at some of the uh, pictures just the other day and complete neighborhoods are, have been annihilated. I don't know if you remember Hurricane Katrina. We took a group of our church down to help uh, with the devastation and help people that were just polarized by the catastrophe. And there was rubble, I, I'm not exaggerating, almost that would stack as high as this dome where bulldozers had taken debris and just stacked it up everywhere. It was something similar, much, much more worse than Hurricane Andrew when it swept through South Dade County in Florida, I think back in 1994 or 93. But I was looking at all of the rubble and and homes that were completely gone. I mean, even from the foundation. And you think about Russia launching such an aggression against a little country like this, really over nothing, because they can. Big deal. But if you have seen those pictures and they have become fixtures in your mind, if you spiritualize the conflicts that go on in your life and around your life, that's exactly what Satan desires to do to every single one of us, to bring our life down to nothing but rubble and then step back and laugh at us. 
point their finger, his finger in the face of God. That's why the Bible says the accuser of our brethren is before the throne night and day accusing us. So our flesh will always fight against the soul, always. And we will, we will lose some spiritual battles in our life. In verse number 12, the Bible says this, having your conversation, and this is a word that I want to talk about briefly because verse 12 really has three components to it, and I want to move uh, fairly fast through this. But having your conversation, notice this, that's talking about a lifestyle. You know, we, we all have a lifestyle. I can, I can there, there are several members in our church that uh, they're, they're known for their faithfulness in attendance or they're known for their faithful stewardship or they're known for their faithful service to the Lord. D different ones are known for different things. And that's a lifestyle that people know us by. That's important. This one word conversation, but then it no notice there are three components here. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. And then it says this, that whereas they speak evil against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, and I emphasize, nobody's saved by works. We're not worked into salvation. We don't work for salvation. But after we saved, we need to be busy. We need to serve. That they may by your good works, notice that. And the thing that I emphasize in the second part of this scripture is that people need to see Jesus in us. Because the truth of the matter is, we may be the only Jesus that they will ever see. They need to see Jesus in us. But the third thing that I notice here in this passage of Scripture is that which they shall behold, look at this, glorify God in the day of visitation. That word visitation, what does that mean? That's talking about the mercy of God or the judgment of God. God is a merciful God, but he will not be mocked. He is a God of judgment as well. So, and we all recognize that because one of the evidence of salvation is chastisement. Now notice verse number 13. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. That involves a testimony. Now, I spent a little time with this and I want to bring out a couple of things. And it says, whether it be to the king as supreme, I'm going to go ahead and read verse number 14 with it, and then we'll break that down a little better when we get through verse number 13. Or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Verse 15, for so is the will of God. Let's go back to verse 13. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. And so what Peter is bringing out here now is a complex thought, really. 
And we believe that he's moved by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But what, what he's emphasizing here is that we should obey the laws of the land unless that requires us to abandon our faith. Let me say that. We should obey every single law of the land unless it requires us to abandon our faith. In fact, there is a scripture in the book of Acts chapter 5 and verse number 29, and uh, they will get the scripture here on the screen, and I want you to look at this. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. All right, so look in verse 13 again. For the Lord's sake. What is this talking about? It's talking about a testimony. We have a testimony. We have a responsibility. What is this testimony? God has called us to be what? Salt and light. This is what he's called us to be. And if we lose our savor, the scripture says we're good for nothing. So we have a testimony that we have to struggle with every day. As we've already mentioned, there is a war going on with our flesh and our spirit. And in this conflict, in the struggle, we have to remember that there is a testimony. We, we're called to be salt and light for the Lord's sake. That's very important. By the way, Paul felt the same way. Let me give you a passage of scripture here. I have just a couple of minutes before we bring this particular study to a close. But I want you to see in Romans chapter 13, 1 through 7, Paul was on the same thought the Spirit led Paul to have the same thought as Peter did. But in Romans chapter 13, 1 through 7, Paul emphasizes the same theme. And he says this, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power, and that word we could also get the word authority from, but of God. The powers that be are ordained or appointed by God or of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. That's a powerful word there. For rulers, verse 3, are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. So, this doesn't mean that we have to agree with all of the laws of the land. It doesn't mean that at all. Because in Peter's day, 
when Peter was writing this, the person that was in charge, the emperor of Peter's day was Nero. If you know anything about these ancient leaders, Nero was a tyrant. He was a brute. And there's, there's, it's 7.50. I need to stop right now. The people are making the transition to get over here. And so Lord willing, we'll pick this up uh, when we get to the next study. Again, Brother David, we'll do the, the reading for next week, the teaching for next week. But there's much to be seen in this thing about obeying the laws of the land. That's something very important for us as believers. As long as they do not call for us to abandon our faith, to abandon the God of our faith. And there's much to see on that subject. We'll get to it in due time. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.